0: Beneath your feet, you feel a hard surface. You look down at your feet to find an old stone bridge. Above, the sky glows a soft blue and gold, dotted with small puffy clouds. It's a beautiful day in the Dutch city of Utrecht. The bridge crosses one of the city's canals which encircle the center of town. To your left is a small row of white stone shops. To your right, brick row houses line the edge of the canal. The sky here is large and full of movement. A breeze catches the clouds and pushes them across the blue backdrop. Every few minutes, one of the larger clouds is whisked in front of the sun. As you look up, you see the edge of one such cloud turned from gray to gold as the sun illuminates it from behind. The cloud casts a shadow on the ground and you feel your cheeks from warm to cool you close your eyes light plays upon your eyelids as the clouds move away from the Sun the temperature rises just enough to warm the tip of your nose just as you're getting used to how this feels the clouds shift again Even with your eyes closed, you can follow the dynamic movements of the sky, from light to shadow, warm to cool. As a cloud above passes over one corner of the sun, the light on the back of your eyelids darkens just a bit on the right. The breeze gently tussles your hair. And you open your eyes. From your vantage point on the bridge, a sprawling Dutch city lays out before you. Now you understand where the painters of the Dutch Golden Age got their inspiration. The quality of the light here is singular. You can imagine the same sky stretching out over a wheat field with a single tree. Perhaps it's playing a game of light and shadow over a small country village with hay bales stacked against a barn in the distance. Or maybe the clouds trace their path over a brick and stone city, like this one, with shops and homes and canals and the steeples of elegant churches dotting the skyline. Just as this thought crosses your mind, the bells of a cathedral chime nearby. The sound reverberates through the city's winding cobblestone roads. The echoes of the high and low notes intermingle. These bells hail from the Dom Tower. It stands tall above the shops to your right. In fact, it's the tallest building in all of Utrecht. There's been an unwritten rule in the city for centuries. Nothing stands higher than the bell tower of this mighty cathedral. It's the centerpiece of the skyline here. It towers over 100 meters in height and is the tallest of its kind in all of the Netherlands. It was built in the 1300s, as the crowning portion of St. Martin's Cathedral. Many now call it the Dom Church, but this tower stands apart from the rest of the cathedral, which sits behind it, disconnected. The nave of St. Martin's Cathedral collapsed in the 1600s, leaving the tower separated from the main building. And so it has stood, tall and square and alone ever since. While the bottom two portions of the tower are boxy, the third and topmost section is lacy and open. The belfry is here, sending the sounds of the bells all across Utrecht. They can be heard clearly nearby, where you're standing and in the outskirts where the city gives way to fields and farms. You leave the bridge and follow the bells toward the church. Cobblestone streets wind up from the canal. You walk slowly, being sure to enjoy the unique sound of your steps on the stone. The streets are narrow and close blind with quaint shops there's a coffee house and a shop selling lace and fabric there's a chocolate shop with beautiful cakes and tarts in a wide glass display window people sit at petite tables outside the cafes some idly flip through the morning paper others talk with friends laughing quietly at a private joke. You smile as you walk. This is a happy city. People here are friendly and welcoming. It might be nice to stop at one of the cafes, you think. Perhaps you'll do that later, after you explore a bit more of the town. The path leads you under an archway, beneath the Dom Tower. The other side opens up to a charming square, similarly lined with cafes and shops. This is the area where the nave used to stand. Now, the space between the two parts of the church makes for a cozy gathering place on a fair weather day like today. From here, You follow the road as it slopes gently down and to the left. As you walk, you feel the knobby edges of the cobblestone beneath your feet. Cyclists pass you on the street. Some gently ding their bells to warn you of their passing. There are so many bicycles here. In fact, some say there are more bicycles than people. The Netherlands is a small country and very flat, so traveling by bicycle makes sense. What freedom, you think, to hop on a bike and go explore. Before long, the street brings you to an outlet at the Old Canal. This is the heart of the city. On weekend mornings, The streets on either side of the old canal transform into an outdoor market. There you can find people selling apple tarts, little puffed donuts covered in powdered sugar, and flowers by the hundreds. Stalls with large metal buckets filled with tulips stand at every corner. There are yellow, white, pink, And purple tulips that you can have wrapped in paper to take home and put in a vase on your kitchen table. On market days, the streets are bustling with people. But here, now in the early evening, it's quiet. The old canal in Utrecht is different from many of the canals you'll find in the Netherlands' largest cities. Not only does it have roads that follow it above, but there's also a path on either side at the water level. Black metal stairs lead from the street down to the water's edge. You take one such set of stairs, hearing the clang of the metal reverberate with each step. At the bottom, you see large black wooden double doors on both sides of the water. These were the old warehouses for goods delivered by boat to the city. You imagine what might have been stored behind these doors in days past. Money, spices and tea, root vegetables and grain perhaps. Now these old underground rooms have been transformed into restaurants and coffee shops. Faint notes of live music trickle out from one of the cellars behind you. Ahead, there's a traditional Dutch pancake restaurant. The kitchen and main dining room are inside the old cellar. The dinner rush is on its way. So the waiters are setting up tables and chairs at the edge of the canal. You walk over to the restaurant and look at the menu. Dutch pancakes are like large crepes. You can get them with an assortment of savory and sweet toppings. There's apple and cheese, mushroom, pineapple, and one with an assortment of greens. There's chocolate for dessert, or berries and cream. You can also get a traditional pancake with the rich, dark syrup you'll always find here in a tall yellow bottle. It sounds like you can't go wrong here. You take a seat at one of the tables closest to the water. The waiter arrives with a pleasant smile and takes your order. You pick one of the pancakes that look especially good on the menu and a nice, cool drink. Across the canal, there's a family of ducks sitting on the bridge ledge by the water. One ruffles its feathers. Another grooms itself. A third has just decided to go for a swim. It flaps its wings lightly and lands on the surface of the canal in a gentle slide, sending tiny ripples across the surface of the water. Lazily, it kicks its webbed feet and meanders leisurely across the canal, looking for a snack. It paddles past a handful of leaves that have fallen into the water. The leaves have pointed edges You watch them spin as the current tosses them softly from side to side. They look like little rafts for dragonflies, making their way down the mighty river. But if the leaves were rafts, the ducks would be the size of enormous tankers. How funny the world looks when you see it from a different angle. You're not sure how long you watch the family of ducks go about their evening business. You aren't paying attention to time, but after a while, the waiter returns with your food. The pancake arrives on an enormous blue and white ceramic platter. While the pancakes are thin and delicate, they are rather large in size. It looks absolutely delicious. You savor the first bite. The combination of flavors isn't like anything you've had before. And it's wonderful. The food warms you as the evening air is beginning to cool. When you finish your dinner, you look across the canal once more. The ducks are all in the water now, following the current as it takes them under a little stone bridge. You wave to them as they pass. One of them turns to you and quacks. You imagine it might be wishing you a good evening, which makes you smile. Now, it's time to be on your way, too, You thank the waiter for your meal and climb back up the stairs to the main street. It's a little darker now, and the streetlights begin to flicker on, one by one, along the canal and up the cobblestone streets. There's a stall renting bikes just ahead of you. An after-dinner ride sounds more than pleasing. You choose a bike that's just the right height and unlock the wheel with a little key, which lets out a gentle click. You hop up onto it and adjust the seat with ease. You push forward and start to pedal away from the old canal. The city is particularly flat and laden with bike lanes, which makes for an effortless ride. It feels nice getting to use your arms and legs in tandem like this. The breeze blows through your hair as you turn left and right and left again. You pedal under streetlights and past rows of trees where birds camp out watching for a snack. You pass classic Dutch houses with fancy and intricate gables on the roofs. Some are square, some are round. Some have curlicues or small arches on top. They remind you of toppers on wedding cakes, the way they stand out in white above the red buildings. You pass a statue of a rabbit and the state theater and performing house. The road leads you around to the right, past grocery stores and more cafés. You cross over smaller canals and through blooming little parks, nestled between residential streets. After one intersection, you find yourself pedaling through a much larger park. This is the Wilhelmina Park, named for a famous Dutch queen. There's a statue of her here in the center of the lush, green park. She's wrapped in a coat and hat. She looks quite regal as you glide past. You continue on to the next part of town. This is a residential area with small, quiet streets lined with individual homes. The broad windows of each home send a warm glow through open curtains out into the street. Inside are tables set for dinner and rows of bookshelves on living room walls. Through the neighborhood you go, riding along effortlessly. You pass under a bridge with unusual decorations. The underside is lined top to bottom with square white tiles, each bearing a different blue chair. There's so much art here, and often in the most unexpected places. That's your favorite part of this city so far, you think? You turn past bushes with pink and purple flowers, past a tall brick wall with a shiny iron gate leading into a college campus. You see students sitting outside on the lawn, watching day turn to night on soft blankets. Some are reading, while others are circled up, talking with friends, or playing card games. Here you turn to the right and follow a bike trail away from the main road. It curves down to a forested path beside a long, lazy river. The river is narrow, almost like a canal. The trees stand tall and green to your right. To your left, the water flows along the bank, sometimes turning white, where it passes over tangled tree roots that overhang the edge. The air is crisp and clean here. You can smell the damp earth and wet leaves mixed with a fragrant aroma of flowers. The path leads you deeper into the woods. Small lights in the ground guide the way. You hear the sounds of birds settling in for the night and small animals returning to their burrows. Up ahead, you see a warm glow through the trees. What could it be, you wonder? As you get closer, you realize it's a tea house in the center of the woods. It has tall glass walls and a fireplace in the corner. People sit at cozy tables, warming their hands on cups of hot tea. Colorfully painted teapots. Hang from hooks by the fire. You park your bike at a return rack near the entrance and walk into the tea house. Inside, there's a calm chatter and the clinking of ceramic cups. You order a pot of your favorite kind of tea and take it outside on a tray. The lawn of the tea house slopes gently down to the bank of the river that you followed here. You sit at one of the tables by the water. Small rowboats pass in either direction. There are groups of friends, families, and solo travelers here, taking advantage of a nice evening for a relaxing paddle up and down the river. Once the tea is cooled off a bit, you pour yourself a cup. You enjoy the warm sensation of your hands on the outside of the mug. When you take a sip, it warms you from the inside as well. The rich smell of the tea rises up to your nose with the steam from the pot. You think back on all you've seen today. The Dom Tower. The shops and homes. The intricate gables. The family of ducks out for an evening swim. You smile, thinking of them. You remember the delicious pancake and can still taste its wonderful flavors on the tip of your tongue. After finishing your tea, you head down to the river's edge. You listen to the steady sound of the river flowing by. Small ripples form at the edge of the water. It's undeniably calm here. A warmly lit tent to your left is calling your attention. It offers rowboat rides up and down the river and canals of Utrecht. You ask about going back to town this way, and the guide tells you, yes, of course. The guide unties a green rowboat and lays plush white cushions on the wooden seats. You step into the boat and sit down, feeling yourself sink into the softness. Of the cushion beneath you. The guide gets in, too, and takes up the wooden oars on either side. The guide rows you along the lazy river, past the tea house, and back out into the forest. The river twists and turns, left to right, among the trees, all the while you listen to the sound of the paddles rowing behind you. There's something innately pleasing about the soft, rhythmic swirl of the oars through the water, you think? It will take a while to get back to town, the guide tells you, and lots of people use the trip for a nap. You do feel a bit sleepy, you think? It's been quite a day exploring this beautiful city. The boat rocks gently back and forth to the rhythm of the oars pulling beneath the surface of the water, which laps quietly at the sides of the boat. You feel your eyelids grow heavy, you slide down farther into the cushions and allow yourself to relax you feel safe and comfortable here it's dark now and the stars have made an appearance overhead you lean back to look at the canvas of black up above but before long It's replaced with the darkness behind your tired eyelids. The beauty of Utrecht and the rocking of the boat back and forth has cradled you into a safe and restful sleep.